Oh, so we both went with the ugly sweaters this time, huh? I know what you're talking about. This is beautiful. <laughs> I didn't have a sweater, so I went with the ugly sweater t-shirt. Whatever works, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I can hear you clearly. You can hear me, apparently. What? Oh, so now you can't hear me clearly. What? Okay, Stone Cold. What? <laughs> All right. So let's kick this into full screen. Ready to go? Ready when you are, CB. Welcome, everyone, to the Dragoon's Lair podcast, and happy holidays. I am the Blue Dragoon himself, Daniel the Dragon, and with me, as per usual, is King Hamster Pellet himself, Mike Schiavo. What is shaking, people? So it's that festive time of year, and when you see the video version that comes out after the holiday, like more closer to the for New Year's, you'll understand why this is our holiday special. But I thought because it drops on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh well, it drops on Christmas Eve, but the video version will be up on YouTube, so they can see the ugly sweater shirt that I'm wearing along with your festive ugly sweater if you hey 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 it's an ugly sweater there part. is nothing ugly about this okay anything that i wear i turn to solid gold they should just call me midas okay and um we're not going to talk about your uh cobra commander mask that we could still see your face that was the lighting sure. i had nothing to do with that it was the lighting all right now um let me just do this just in my homage to you as Cobra Commander. I was once a man! Was once a man! And you know, if you would have told me that you could do that voice that well, I would have had you do my voiceover for Cobra Commander. And I can say, I'll say right off the bat, I knew my Cobra Commander voice wasn't good. <laughs> but if you would have told me that before, dipshit, <laughs> I would have had you do my voiceover. You've never heard me do that before at all? No. Oh, at all, God. never. Then you were wrong. <laughs> you screwed yourself on that one, buddy. <laughs> well, how do I know? I didn't know you were doing the, the G.I. Joe fan film. And I didn't know you do the Cobra Commander voice, so we're even. <laughs> so anyway, folks, this is our festive holiday show. So, you know. We're going to focus more on the holiday season for this episode. I don't want to go too much into all the other stuff, but we I do want to hit if you heard about Jonathan Majors. Yes, I have. All right. Now, because Marvel just dropped the first episode of What If Season 2. So okay. That has oh, wait. I thought it comes out next week. Uh, I just saw the episode, so I think it dropped this week, today. Well, I know they're doing an episode a week or an episode. Yeah. No, wait. Is it an episode a week or an episode a day? Episode a week. I thought they were banging out one a day, though. If they're doing one a day, then that would be pretty impressive. But they their usual schedule has been one a week, you know, to keep you coming back. So Yeah, I, I could have saw I saw somewhere where they said they were banging them out one a day. Yeah, well, well, now, well now they got Percy Jackson, the sh series on there on Disney+. Plus. They did finally say that they're trying to do the merger of Hulu. So they're trying to get the full acquisition to put everything on one app, which okay. 
we'll see how that all works out. But Jonathan Majors found guilty. We know he's appealing. But in the meantime, it looks like Marvel is going to be saying bye-bye. Yeah. And now they got to figure out, are we going to stick with Kang? Or will we actually get the true face of evil in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Doctor Doom? Which would make the most sense of all? Um, I would have to say... Wait, if I was Marvel, I would wait for Doctor Doom because you can't introduce Doctor Doom without introducing the Fantastic Four. But they already now, are. Yes, but when is the Fantastic Four coming out? Well, that that's the thing. The Fantastic Four, from my understanding of all the rumors that we're hearing about it, it's going, it's, you know, the writer strike and the actor strike definitely delayed everything but mm -hmm. the fantastic four is supposed to come from an alternate timeline which i believe is supposed to be in the 50s deadpool no really the 50s where they are the only superheroes interesting okay so there's a but and let's face it dr doom because they are planning secret wars yes so dr doom getting the powers of the Beyonder and pop, build him up and come on, let's be real. We could basically do battle world. And wouldn't you want to uh, see Dr. Doom in charge of battle world? Yeah, but that would require a lot more heroes than what Marvel has right now. Hey, listen, they're going to be tapping into a multiverse. They could do whatever they want. There's, T rumors that they're talking to Ryan Gosling about joining the MCU. Henry, As who? Uh, they haven't said yet. But that's why it's you know false. I could see I could possibly see uh, Gosling playing Human Torch. Okay, but then he has that he has that cockiness kind of attitude to him. I could see him pulling off a Human Torch. And with the I mean, granted, he's a human Ken doll anyway. So yeah, he is. but I mean, but granted, when um. Chris Evans played Human Torch. He did a pretty, a pretty good job playing I, Johnny Storm. He captured the essence. I feel like Fan Four Stick really was a letdown, but I think we all felt that way. Mm. I mean, they were okay movies. Not um, Fan Four Stick. No, I'm talking about the first two Fantastic Four. Films. Oh yeah, it was a little. I didn't see. I, I, I thought they did a good job with Michael Chiklis and the makeup job and everything for the thing. Oh, totally. Totally. And the fact that it was very practical, it was the Doctor Doom aspect that was the letdown. With, um... Yeah. Yeah, all, it was kind of a letdown. So far, all the iterations of Doctor Doom have not been done properly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. But... I think Doctor Doom is the way to go because. Do they have any rumors as to who to play Victor Von Doom? No, not yet. I mean, there's been a ton of rumors because now it's it's a possibility, and they they talked about possibly replacing Jonathan Majors Kang with mm -hmm. John Boyega, Boy which actually Doug Boyega sent me doesn't a picture. even like it. Boyega yeah. was like, no. Doug sent me, a, he sent me a, a picture somebody made of Boyega in like the Kang outfit. Yeah. 
like the headgear. And honestly, when I looked at it, I was like, okay, this is Jonathan Majors. I couldn't tell him apart. See, Boyega, but, uh, I think Boyega could do justice to the role. The mm-hmm. only thing is, why would you want to get involved with the amount of controversy behind that right. character? I, I think if they would have came to Boyega first, he would have took it. But now you're like, you're stepping into, it's like you're buying a damaged car. Yeah. You know, you're, you're buying a car with like 100,000 miles on it. You know something is going to happen. You just don't know what and when. And between, so, yeah, and between Loki Season 2 and Ant-Man Wasp Quantumania, they haven't really done Kang justice. Right. So, I mean, they had plenty of time to redeem the character and make him more of a threat. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't see recasting right now being the right move. Right. I think Kang on the back burner for now and moving on to someone like Doctor Doom because I believe the Fantastic Four's villain is supposed mm-hmm. to be um what was it? Galactus. But it's not, I think they're going to try for a different Herald, not the Silver Surfer. I heard they were going to do a female Silver Surfer. Well, there's, like, Galactus already has, like, a bunch of different Heralds. So he Mm -hmm. has one that, like, she's very fire-orientated. No, but I heard they weren't doing a, they were doing Silver Surfer, but as a female. Yeah, they it wouldn't be known rad. Yeah. Well that that's like the X-Men rumors that are going around right now. Oh with, yeah, with it all gonna be female driven? Well, listen, that I don't have a problem with that because they've had some great female characters when it comes oh, to yeah, the neither X-Men, do I. But, but if you look at the name X Men. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean there I don't know if you remember the X Men Evolution cartoon. Yes, I do. Okay, remember there was that I think there was at least one episode where they had all the women together, like as a group, like mm-hmm. fighting crime. And that was kind of cool. So, I mean, let's face it, doing a female centric is going to be a little tricky, but they also yes. want to kind of put, they want Mr. Sinister as the main villain rather than starting off with Magneto. Well, I can see, uh, you know what? I am not opposed to having Mr. Sinister as their first main villain because they did Magneto in the first X-Men film. Okay. When they rebooted it, they did Magneto. Granted, Michael Fassbender knocked it out of the park, but first two times they rebooted X-Men, who did they have? Magneto. Yeah. You want to bring in somebody new. You want it like, because, I mean, you'd be like, okay, oh, great. They're fighting Magneto again. Yeah, you know, if if they want this to kind of stand on their own two feet and kind of set themselves away from the movies that have been done before, no problem. Give me Mister Sinister. I have no problem with that. Well, see, if you know, just so, to set yourself apart a little bit. My thing is though, if you're gonna do Mister Sinister, Mister Sinister's mm-hmm. backstory and history, it involves apocalypse. It involves so much, and there's an intertwining element. Uh, especially when you're a comic book fan, knowing mm-hmm. that it involves Gene Gray and Scott Summers, and then it throws Cable into the mix. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, there's a lot of pressure for someone like Mr. Sinister, but having Magneto, it's a staple. Magneto really is like that grounding point. I almost feel like they don't want to do it 
mostly because like especially now there's so much going on in the world between like Israel and stuff that they don't want to touch it because he is a Holocaust survivor. Magneto is of Jewish descent. And it yes, seems he is. like they they may not want to touch that controversy. Um which wouldn't be a bad idea for Marvel because you know people are getting the superhero fatigue before the movie evens out. Everybody's bitching and moaning, oh, they're having the X-Men female driven. You know, why give yourself more ammunition for people to bitch at you about? Um again, if it's done right, it I could see Mr. Sinister, you know, being a good first villain. We haven't seen him ever. Um, well, and we, it could we got also him, we got him in a cartoonish form from the well, we got him in cartoons, series, but but I never think live action. They kind of t- hinted at him. I think what was it in um the second Wolverine movie standalone movie? Mm-hmm. There was like a hint for like because um I think they mentioned like the corporation Essex the Essex, Essex House yeah Essex House yeah. So dealing with the Essex Corporation and everything, that was one of those things where it was like he was hinted at but never touched on. Right. So, I mean, it it could be something interesting, but I feel like there's a lot of lore that they have to kind of really get through. But at the very least, we're getting the new X-Men cartoon picking up where the old X-Men cartoon left off. From the night. When's that coming out? Because I can't wait. That's Disney Plus, uh, like exclusive. We, you know how that one all plays out. Oh but, yeah, so it's gonna be forever. But I think it should be this. I think it should be in the new year. Okay. It it's hard with now with the strike it being. Thankfully that the strikes are over, but we don't know what's gonna happen because of all the delays and everything that's taking place. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm hearing children's voices coming from your house. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, what are you, are you hiding an elf on the shelf there, buddy? <laughs> uh, uh, had to take the hat off. It was getting itchy. Um, surprised you didn't even make fun of me for the hat. Uh, like I gave. I make you, fun of you for enough. Son. I gave you pure fodder for that one. So now we got a little bit of Marvel, but now the end of Aquaman. Because now that it's out, it's officially done. I won't be seeing it in the theaters. I don't know about you. I wouldn't mind seeing it in the theaters. Um, I mean, I'll see it because, honestly, I did not have a problem with Jason Momoa's portrayal as Aquaman. Finally, I'm like somebody who can make a man who talked to fish cool. <laughs> you know, because for years, Aquaman just... He, he was the joke. He was Aquaman. He talks to fish. I mean, even in... They had Justice League on the other night, and Batman was like, "Do do you talk talk to fish?" You know, and he yeah. was just like, "Fuck you." No, but, I, um, I love the end of Peacemaker season one. Yes, where yes. it's like, "You fuck fish." It's like, no, I don't. It's oh, like, yeah, that one time, fuck you, Barry. It's like, didn't I see you that one time? It's like, fuck you, Barry. Yeah, it's like, yeah, which tells us once again, why did we stick with this Flash? Really. I think it's time that if we're gonna if they're gonna change the the universe, let's go the 
Justice League that we got from the animated series and have Wally West. I have no problem with Wally West. I have no problem with that. I just want and- I want redheaded Wally West, who is a Titan, like who really like connected with the Speed Force and took over for Barry. Because that's I, how it actually, should be. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing? I mean, we got hints of this throughout the Flash uh, TV series. Yeah. But I would not mind seeing a Wally West Flash, either TV show or movie, and having John Wesley Ships come back as Barry Allen Flash. Yeah. I mean, I think we all would love to see John Wesley Ships back as Barry Allen again. But at the same time, it's like he's getting up there in age. You know, I think yeah, I, mean, I think what they did with him on the Flash series, turning him into Jay Garrick. I like it, that. It I, that was a nice really little well. nod. It did. Um, little disappointed. I would say the one gripe I have with the Flash TV show was they kept saying the Flash is going to disappear in the crisis. The Flash is going to disappear in the crisis. And then the, he didn't disappear in crisis. And then he didn't disappear. They made uh, they made John Wesley Ship's Flash dis- disappear. But I was like, that would be the perfect way to introduce Wally West into the redheaded Wally West yeah. into and, and we've that discuss- universe. And we've discussed that before. Yes, we have. And, and it, it would have been perfect. Yeah. But I mean, Aquaman, I feel like for me, I'm waiting on this one when it hits max in a month or two, because mm-hmm. I don't see this doing well at the box office, more along the lines of, you know, everyone has now, se- everybody who's seen it, it's not like, you're either going to like it if you enjoyed the first one, or you're not going to like it, and anybody who's not an Amber Heard fan, she's in a good amount of the movie. Even if they say they tried to cut her out of it, she's still in a good amount of it that it's like, if she's a determining factor for you, you're not going to see it. Mm. You know, there's plenty of women who are going to be out there. I'm sure Lynn is one of them that it's like, she's she'll be happy to see Jason Momoa. But Honestly, I don't think she gives two shits about Amber Heard one way or the other. <laughs> no, but it's more about Momoa for her. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much... One of the reasons she sat through when I, I mean, I watched it on Max, yeah, with her, and I think that was one of the reasons she paid attention. But uh, <laughs> I think that was the reason most women paid attention, yeah. I think, think that was it, too. Yeah, it, it was like you had a lot of women that were very strong when it came with lo- liking Cavill because, yeah, I mean, let's face it, even I have to admit, he's a good looking dude, no, but, he, he's, he's a very handsome man, but. It's like Momoa, it's like, there's something about him that women just are drawn to. I don't see it personally, but, hey, listen, everybody's got their preferences. Yep. So, now, we've got Marvel, we've got DC, they're doing their thing. Now, did you hear about the Paramount possibly being absorbed into HBO Warner Brothers. Yeah, there's no. they're trying to merge and Warner Brothers is trying Discovery is trying to acquire Paramount Plus. So and wait a minute. I thought I thought Warner Brothers was bankrupt 
that's why they didn't release uh, Batgirl because they were like, oh, we're going to use it as a write-off because we have no fucking money. Well, remember, they got bought by Discovery. And that's why now when you go and you turn on Max, because we had to rebrand that one to just Max because we got to lose the HBO. And now you can watch a whole bunch of 90 Day Fiance and you can watch like a whole bunch of stuff from like fixing like flip or flop and all sorts of house shows from Home and Garden Channel. No. Yeah, because that's what Discovery's known for. But Discovery has money, so it's like, why not acquire and become the second biggest library when it comes to online streaming platforms? Because they would get Nickelodeon. Yeah. I, so, mean, I mean, here's a question for you. Do you remember on cable TV? I remember when, cable TV. Oh, I yeah. loved cable. No, no, no. <laughs> remember when... The TLC channel stood for the Learning Channel. Well, yeah. I also remember when MTV also used to be music television. Music television and VH1 were actually no VH1 kind of never changed. Yeah, they 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 stood stood true to their morals. Good for you, VH1. Yeah, they, they were never a hundred percent music for VH1. But, no, but they stuck true to their programming. Yeah. You know, the History Channel used to be a, what we would most of us would refer to as World War II television because it was all about World War II and, yeah. like, hit, Hitler and the Nazis. Now it's ancient aliens and, and like, discovering the lost, like, artifacts from the Knights of the Templar and whatnot. I'm like... Nuts. How is most of the, I don't think most of that is history when at one point it was what was it um Pawn Stars and American Pickers and Counting Cars Do you remember that other show that they had it was kind of like Pawn Stars called Hardcore Pawn No My father used to watch it It was about a family that owned a pawn shop in like one of the roughest areas of Detroit in this mall. Oh, God. And the father looked like a freaking Goomba. <laughs> they had the pony, he had the bald head, the ponytail. Coming from and you with that accent makes it all the funnier. Um, That's why I can say it. Yeah. But, um, so the brother and the sister kept trying to fuck each other out of the, out of the business. No, remember the Detroit, not West Virginia. Okay, uh, you know, I, I have to be As clear. As I alienate after, everybody who listens to us in West Virginia. Well, anyway. after Godfather 3, you know, when you talk about a brother and sister trying to fuck each other, it, it starts becoming like, well, cousins were doing it there. So, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, no, so they were trying to, like, screw each other out of their, out of, like, their part of the business. And it was just, like, the stupidest shit ever. Yeah, but I digress. Okay, but so I'm pretty sure. We... But I'm pretty sure if you went to a pawn shop, you could find some cheap holiday gifts. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Now, but wait, hang on. Okay. I kind of put a question out there to the Facebook world, and I got some answers. Okay, what what was this question? The question was, what was your favorite holy shit moment in film? Whether it was a surprise ending. A twist you didn't see, um, uh, a cameo, 
of somebody you weren't expecting that popped up. And I got a couple of nice responses. Okay, so uh, what'd you get? Well, my holy shit moment that stands fast to this day is at the end of uh, The Usual Suspects. When you see Verbal Kent walking and he's doing the shuffle and he has his hand all contorted and you hear the voiceover and then all of a sudden he starts walking normally. And then you realize Verbal Kent was actually Kaiser Soze. And okay. you're like, holy shit. That right. was a holy shit moment for me and my favorite holy shit moment. Okay. Uh, my sister, Amanda, she kind of went sad and for her holy shit moment was um, the boy in the striped pajamas. And if you don't know the boy in the striped pajamas, it's about uh, ho- about the Holocaust where you have Jewish children inside the concentration camp and you have uh, Nazi children outside, but they're like, kind of, it's kind of like a prison where like, you know, the uh, Jewish kids are in, are inside and the Nazi kids are on the outside, but the Nazi kids are so young, they don't know any better. Like, they don't know what's going on. So they just see like these kids walking around their age and they have striped pajamas. Okay. And so, you know, the, the the Jewish kids and the German kids, they start talking and this and that. And the German kid goes, well, I would like a pair of striped pajamas, too. So somehow the German kid goes into, sneaks into the um, concentration camp, gets a pair of striped pajamas, and is gassed. And for my sister, that was her holy shit moment. Now, I really wish I wasn't laughing as you're from the description of this, but unfortunately, I have a morbid sense of humor. Yes, we know. I was not expecting that. So, yeah, that one that just came out of left field. So, what what else did you get though? Uh, I've gotten from my cousin Jen. Uh, she also said uh, usual suspects, but she also threw out uh, seven. What's in the box? Okay. You take it off. And it wasn't a dick. It was uh, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Which I'm sure a bunch of people who spent a lot of money through Goop uh, might yeah. be sitting there saying uh, that would be a better gift than anything that they could I'd... get off of Goop. Uh, yeah. But no, um, so what, what else do you get? Did you get some of our usual suspects? Uh, yes, I actually have to... I'm actually flipping through the Facebook now to All find right. the post. So what is your holy shit moment? See, I didn't know about this this entire question. So it's like, I really got to think about this. But, you know, you know what? I'm going to say my, it was the first time I ever saw a post-credit sequence, which would be Masters of the Universe, Frank Langella's Skeletor popping up out of the, like, the goo, yeah, the, goo the lava, thing. whatever. Yeah, whatever that was at the bottom of the pit and saying he'd be back. And I really wanted him to be back. Yes. Because there's some, like, Frank Langella did a great job as Skeletor. Oh, yeah, he was one of the saving, I mean, Dolph Lundgren at the time pulled off He-Man because he had the physique, but it was just, it was a bad script the actors did their best to save it, but... Well, it it was a bad premise because bringing it to our world instead of leaving everything in Eternia 
was which the was big, interesting, but it was the biggest mistake they could make because that's how I felt for Thor. Was everything in Eternia was great. Thor, everything in Asgard was great. You came to the real world. Why? Mm-hmm. I, it's like, if you're going to go swords and sorcery and fantasy, can you keep it there, please? Yes. All right, so I have the post up. Okay. So, Matt Galise, buddy of mine, did some shows. Great writer. Very cool. Okay. He put down Steven Seagal's death in executive decision. I would have to say, I would have to agree with him because I saw executive decision. And if you watched all the trailers and if you wa- if you saw the posters. And you thought it was a Steven Seagal movie. You would think it's a Steven Seagal movie and he dies within the first half hour. And I remember watching it with my father. And when Seagal gets sucked out of the plane, he goes, he fucking died. And I was like, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so. Greg Poems, our buddy out in uh, California, IA. Uh, speaking to the he mic goes, as you're doing this, so we can all hear you. Greg Poems, our friend out in California, IA. Okay. He has a few. What did Greg give us? Greg gave us the end of Night of the Living Dead. Okay. That, okay. One, that one is up there. He gave us the ending of X-Men Days of Future Past. Okay. <laughs> Jason Statham's post-credit scene in the Fast and the Furious Six. Okay, they that was blur together for me. So is that no, the one that you was first actually, see Statham? It was actually cool because that was when Statham was is shown guy. to have killed Han. Or okay, yes, they thought yes, they okay. ki- that he they thought he right. killed Han. So which was it, cool. And him stepping out of the car because now he's coming after Toretto and them. Toretto so and everybody. Yeah. So uh, it's Statham. Greg. He also gave us seven. So he was the one who gave us seven. Okay. The Sixth Sense. Nothing about that movie was a surprise to me. Yeah, he goes, that is just to name a few. <laughs> I was like, wow, dude. Thanks, Greg. Um, uh, Denise Boyland, The Illusionist. Okay. Not sure exactly what happened. She mm. never got back to me. Christy, uh, the orphan. Okay. Uh, again, not not familiar with that. Orphan, I believe that was like it's. You would think it's a child, and it's not a child. It's like an old. It's like a woman, like in her thirties, who just happens to look like she's a child and keeps getting adopted and killing people. If that's the orphan that they're talk, talking about. No, kind of like a real-life Chucky. Um, eh. Albert Albanese, uh, one of his favorites. His favorite holy shit moment, and I agree, this this is a good holy shit moment. We're not... I wasn't expecting it when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when the, uh, the Sultan comes out and he's swinging the sword, and Harrison Ford just says, oh, shit, and just shoots him. Yeah. That was I, Albert. Yes, that is a good holy shit moment because you weren't expecting it. Oh yeah, and but it, honestly, it also made the most sense at all it of did. anything. It it made the most sense. Um, my buddy Tommy Christopher, the nineteen eighty six Transformers when Prime died. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, which then sparked <laughs> the entire problem of Duke's in a coma. 
yeah. after getting a giant spear through his chest. Yeah. So he's in a coma. No, that motherfucker's dead. And by the end of the um, movie, you just hear that little voiceover. Duke came out of his coma. He's going to live. Yeah. No. Um, Tristan Haggerty. Oscar the Grouch's cameo in The Great Muppet Caper. You know what? That was a cool moment. I wouldn't say yep. an, an a holy shit moment, but that was one well, of the coolest mind, moments. I said, you know, holy shit, you know, a yeah. cameo you didn't expect. So, yes, yeah. okay, that, that counts. Okay. And he goes, night at the museum, too. All right. Um, Danny Palubny, Fight Club. Okay. When yeah, he, he goes was... Fight Club, when you find out what's going on, I'm like, okay. But, yeah, basically the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy Dave Kafora, the rape scene in Pulp Fiction. Oh, with the gimp. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of a holy shit moment. Uh, yeah, I didn't think they would go that far as far yeah. as they did, and they yes, took that they, one they, pretty they went, far. They went pretty deep, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, Pat Zavino, he goes back to the sixth sense. I see dead people. Yeah. Uh, so many people who were surprised by that movie. I'm like, I figured it out within 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. And uh, Laura Garamone, a woman I work with, she has a couple. Okay. Coming to America, cameo of the Duke brothers from Trading Places. Yes. Okay, that, that, was, a, that, that was, was definitely a cool cameo. Yes, that was a cool cameo. Uh, and she put down Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, The Worm in the Ear. Yes, I that was a, a holy shit. Ew, they did that moment. But uh, <laughs> yes, that was that was cool. So everybody, uh, when we drop the episode. <clears throat> you will all be tagged. You will all be tagged. Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is this is good. I've been putting questions out there and we've been getting responses. So hang on a minute. <coughs> Yeah, apparently people like Got a little uh, clumped. Yeah, feeling a little clumped. Talk amongst yourselves. A little, I give you a topic. <coughs> well, apparently you've been giving topics. <laughs> breathe, <coughs> breathe, breathe, uh. breathe, breathe, breathe. Okay, so now let's get back onto the holiday train, shall we? I have you been able to survive Whamageddon? Whamageddon? You don't know Whamageddon? Are you going to start singing Wake Me Up? No, Before no, no. you go, I'm no, going to no. reach over there and slap you. Good luck. You're, we're remote today, folks. So, yeah. I will reach through the internet. <laughs> And bitch slap you if you start singing Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. No, Whamageddon is basically, remember, Wham has the song Last Christmas. So it's basically from the start of Christmas music, you you start Whamageddon by trying to avoid hearing Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... I have no problem doing yeah. that. I if you've but if you hear it, you basically have to post online. You're out. You've you're out of wham again. Like you're telling everyone that you you listen to it. You are or you able, heard part of it. You caught it and you were able to recognize what it is. It doesn't count if it's a cover. So you're safe if it's a cover or someone else. It has to be the original. It. it has to be from wham. 
specifically. Uh, yeah, I have I have been I have been marked safe from Whamageddon. Yeah. I'm lo- this year I have been able to I was out early last year, but this year I've been good and I've been able to avoid it. And I've, it's been playing a little like Russian roulette with it pretty much because it's always a gamble when I go to physical therapy because they have like music playing in the background and I'm like, yeah. oh God, please don't, please don't catch me on this one. So, which now brings up a topic. What is your all time favorite Christmas song? Hmm. My all time favorite Christmas song. I would have to say. Are we going real or are we going goofy? Let's do one of each. Okay, if I go real, I would have to say um, Bing Crosby and David Bowie's version of The Little Drummer Boy. Okay. I watched it. I mean, it comes up on my memories every Christmas, and I never get tired of it. Just the way, just both of those gentlemen, the way they sound, the way they sing together. Mm-hmm. And you would think Bing Crosby. And David Bowie, you think two people who would never get together and do a song <laughs> knock out the little drummer boy, and it sounds amazing. And it, it's just the two of them singing. I don't even think they have um, much music accoutrement, but it, it's amazing. Okay. And um, huh, uh, I would have to say Goofy. Uh, the Chipmunks. Christmas, Christmas time is here. Time yep, for classic Chipmunks. Time for okay. Me, I want All right. Before, before we get sued for uh, copyright infringement, there. <laughs> I think that could be copyright. I think we just sued for a uh, defamation of character. Yeah, that that too. Now I gotta go with one of my all-time song favorite songs for Christmas and I know that the person who sings it did not enjoy it at all because I was able to meet them and they said they didn't enjoy it because they love Christmas so much you met Mariah Carey didn't you no actually Carol (laughs) Spinney before he had passed away he was Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch okay 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 it's Oscar the Grouch's I hate Christmas and it's funny because when I was little I used to love his song I love trash there's something about that song that just it gives me it makes me feel all fuzzy, warm and fuzzy in my tum tum. Yeah, well, it, you're a Grinch, so which is why I enjoy it. Yeah, and well, then, although in in the Grinch's defense, he didn't hate Christmas; he just hated the people, which is understandable. Actually, I think it was more about the consumerism of Christmas in general. I mean, that is true. Because he was stealing their toys, so yeah, and he, he thought that would stop Christmas. And yet they still... The holiday spirit was there by the end without mm-hmm. all the toys and the gifts. And that's what it should be. Yes. And that's what made his heart grow three sizes. Right, because he really... Like, like which would have caused Carlos anyone said. to basically have a heart attack and die. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, and then, like... I don't know if what is that one considered goofy or is that one considered a legitimate song? I would say goofy. Okay. So let's let's let's, let's genify it. Goofy is like any cartoon or Muppet singing a song and 
real as any like legitimate singer. Okay. Like we did, like we did all, you know, David Bowie and yeah. Bing Crosby and the Chipmunks. So. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Not for nothing. I have to say, I do actually really enjoy last Christmas by wham. I do. It's hard for me to not like the song. But it's also like if I can avoid it, it it doesn't give me the cringe that it does from working retail and hearing in the background from the mall, no matter where you went, Mariah Carey singing yeah. Christmas. That is like the signal, I think, to all retail employees that it's like time to shoot yourself. It's like no, the the, the to- It's like oh my god, the mob is coming. The wave yeah. of entitlement is about to walk through the doors. Yep. The Karens. And, you know, I, I thought about this and I had a great idea. Everyone's complaining Uh-oh. about how expensive everything is and how they can't afford anything. So why not bring back the true joy of the holiday season and no gifts? Stop buying gifts, only buy the essentials. You know, it should be about spending time with family. Don't give in to the consumerism of the holiday season. You know, you buy food. You don't buy clothes that are extremely expensive. No one needs a $500 pair of sneakers. See, I'd be afraid to wear a $500 pair of sneakers because I walk around. I'm going to get them scuffed up. Exactly. So instead of that, we basically go and it's, you just basically buy food you spend your money on toilet paper and like bathroom necessities because those are the things that are important and like other cleaning supplies. But for the most part, it's more matter of spending time with family. And that would also kind of force all these corporations to have to lower their goddamn prices. Yes. But can we fight our consumeristic nature? If you will. Not a, not it's gotten too out of hand. I don't think it'll ever slow down and stop. Although it would, be, get, it would be wonderful if it did. Because one, it year, would be wonderful if it did, and I think it would be wonderful if we stop using big corporations like Target and IKEA and Amazon and go back to mom and pop shops. That's why I loved going to comic book shows. Oh yeah. Um. But uh, bring back mom and pop. You yeah. know, because you know the quality is better. You know the person who's making it. Um, yeah. Now, let's move on to our main topic of discussion, which we teased in our last episode, which is our favorite holiday movies. Okay. So we're going to go through a list. We're not doing, I don't think we're going to do a top. I, you have a habit of always going above and beyond. So we're not doing a, a top six. Because I've I've got a feeling you've got more than six on your list. Am I right? Yeah, you've got more. Yes, you'll never know. Yeah, he's got more than six, folks. So, all right. Now, just to put it out there, send us so we know what you guys love for your holiday movies. And you can email that list to us at Podcast. All one word. Dragoon is spelled with two O's. That's Dragoon's Lair Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's Dragoon's Lair Podcast. All one word. Dragoon is spelled with two O's. That's Dragoon's Lair Podcast at gmail.com. 
Send us your list and let us know what your favorite holiday movies are. You know, it could be if there is a movie that you know that is for one of the many holidays in this season. Because let's face it, if you don't if you say you like Eight Crazy Nights because it's your favorite Hanukkah movie, then so be it. That's cool. That's a holiday. Now, yep. let's just And if it's a New Year's movie, Fine. Well, now, okay. Now, this begs the, to ask the question. Okay. Lethal Weapon, Die Hard One and Two, Christmas movies. Could they be considered holiday movies because they take place at Christmas time? I would say yes. So the parameters for this is any film that takes place on or around the holiday season, from and, Thanksgiving through New Year's, and actually mentions the holiday it has to be a focus of the movie it can't just be well then that that doesn't include die hard and Lethal it Hunter, actually so does it. include die hard because he's going to his wife's christmas party they're doing their holiday party in the nakatomi tower in the second one what are they doing they are actually going and what are they doing exactly they're waiting for the plane to arrive for Christmas to spend the holiday together. You hear that, Bruce Willis? It's a Christmas film. That's right. I, I know you, you, you're not don't, the best. Don't, don't say it. Not I'm in the best it, of shape. Don't but we, say no, it. no, no. You're not in the best of shape to argue this with us. But we wish you, we, we do wish you nothing but the best of health and yes. well-being during this holiday season. And even if even we disagree, the, even after the holiday season, yeah, we wish you health and happiness. Yeah. Now, with that being said, Mike, give us your first off of your list. Uh, just off the top of my head, it um, doesn't have to be in any specific. Any order. no specific Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. Charlie Brown Christmas number that, one. That, it, it makes me cry like a motherfucker because I feel so bad for. His, Charlie Brown, I just want to help the dude out. And I always felt that way. And I feel so bad for Snoopy at times. I just want to hug the little fucker. Okay. But Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. I actually have to say one of a new Christmas movie that I've seen. It's on Amazon Prime. Merry Little Batman. It's an animated movie where it's basically Batman has gotten rid of all the crime in Gotham because he was having his son, Damien. Damien is like an eight-year-old kid in this. He's wearing like a paper bag with like little ears put on there to like be a kid Batman and stuff. And it is... And this is on Amazon? It's on Amazon Prime. I, I gotta check it out. I watched it. It's very cute. Along with the fact like he's like he gets his a utility belt for... Cri for a Christmas present from Batman. And I think every kid wanted a utility I still yeah. do. I want a utility belt for Christmas. So and Santa, I've been good. Listen, utility belt, please. And he does deal with a bunch of villains during, Chris during Christmas. Of course he does. So, Merry Little Batman was very cute. And I think it was, um, it was, it's one of the, the, um, Owen, the Luke or Owen Wilson. One of them is the voice of Batman. Okay, very cool. Very cool. So, what else you got? <sighs> Christmas film mm, March of the Wooden Soldiers 
Even okay. though that comes out of Thanksgiving time, I consider it a Christmas film. It is. I mean, it, it takes place with Santa's workshop and stuff and all the toys. So I can I, I can see that one. Now, mm-hmm. I figured you'd do a lot of classics. So I kind of went a little more modern for a bunch of mine. Which one, another one is 8-Bit Christmas with Neil Patrick Harris. It's him telling his, his kid a story of <laughs> him as a child... Want, trying to get a Nintendo for Christmas. And I think Nintendo. you and I can both relate to wanting that Nintendo for Christmas. Yeah, I don't remember when I got it, but I know I didn't get it for Christmas. Oh, I, I didn't think. get it for Christmas, but I do but it, I remember getting games and stuff for Christmas. I think I got the I Power remember- Glove for Christmas one year though. Power Glove. Yep. I remember that. I remember my friend had it, and I'm thinking, okay, now I could play Punch Out with it, thinking it would just like move when I move. Nope. <laughs> and boy, was I disappointed. Yeah, I think we all were. Like, they, the movie Wizard. I mean, it looked cool as hell. The movie The Wizard made it look really cool, but it oh, did yeah. not work. It did not work. I mean, it looked cool as hell. Yeah. And it could be used so many different ways as a prop, but. Yeah, actual gameplay. Just like the, uh, the remember the track pad that they had? Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a twister pad. Yeah. Which yeah, is basically no. what they also used for later on for stuff like Dance Dance Revolution. Yes, it's it's the same technology. Yeah. Which yeah, I will no. say, I think nowadays they could very well do a brand new Power Glove. Oh. For something like the Switch, it's like, you plug the controller into the glove to move because it is all about movement. Since the Wii yeah. and then the Switch, you know, I think it's something Nintendo could do. And I would like to see something, a resurgence of a new power glove almost. No, that, that could be cool. That could yeah. be cool. So now what else um, you got? Well, all right. Uh, this is going to be a two for the Die Hard and Lethal Weapon film. Okay. But Die Hard 1 and 2 and Lethal Weapon 1. Because I got- don't believe... I don't I've, believe two took place at Christmas time. Yeah, but I've I've got Die Hard on my list, at least the first one. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I'm. I can't say like Die Hard two is one that. I, what are, you're the one who even said they're coming yeah, home for Christmas. It's for Christmas, but I just don't. It's not one that Christmas res- time. But it just doesn't resonate with me as well. Well, again, that's what we said from Chris from Thanksgiving to New Year's. It it falls in that category. Yeah. So oh no, I'm, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's not a holiday movie. I'm just saying. It's not, I wouldn't put this, I just wouldn't put the second one or lethal weapon on my list, but that's, they're not my go-tos. Mm. But Die Hard is on my list. Yeah. Now, one that's on my list, and this one is more because of New Year's, Ghostbusters 2. Yes, okay. I mean, the world is going to end on New Year's Eve at the stroke of midnight. Ghostbusters coming in at the museum to say to save little baby Oscar and fight off Vigo. He I is love- Vigo. You like the buzz in the flies to him. Oh, Johnny, did you back the wrong horse? My mother's favorite line him? from that film. My mother's favorite line from that film. Where the hell are you from? The Upper West Side. <laughs> see, my That's favorite, favorite line. See, my favorite hap- happens to actually come from the mayor. You want me to go on national television and tell millions of New Yorkers that they have to be nice to each other? 
being miserable and miserable. treating other people treating like other dirt. Other people like dirt. Every, every New Yorker is God given right. God given right. You know, there's actually uh, different a different did a different cut for that because um, you never really saw what happened to uh, Kurt Fuller's role character. Yeah, the guy who had him committed. In one scene, he gets sucked into like he's up in front of the museum and he gets sucked into the slime. Yeah, because then you see and, him uh, at the you see him at the end like singing with everyone at the end of yeah. the movie. And there's a whole other sign where the mayor goes, I'm not going to be the mayor who lets New York get sucked down to the 10th level of hell. Yep. And that that was in the commercials. Oh, yeah. And the trailers, but it was never in the film. It was in the film. Mm. He says, I'm, I'm not going to go down when he's yelling at him at when, to get the Ghostbusters out of the asylum. Yes, no, but when they showed it on the trailer, he was outside near the uh, Ecto and in front of the uh, the museum. But it's still, yeah. It may not have been it's in the in same there, place. It wasn't but in the same con, same place. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. Now, what oh, else yeah, you no. got? Um, that's about it. I mean, I, I'm not putting. I mean, a Christmas story could be put up there, but I am just so sick of that film. I think we all are, but I will say the new one actually wasn't bad. That's what I heard. I haven't watched it only because you know I don't need a 24 hours of a Christmas story. I don't think we once. Need- 24 hours of any single movie repeated over, it's going to make you hate it. Yeah, and that's kind of like what happened to me. I watched it the first time. I'm like, oh, this is funny. I hope to see it again, and I saw it again, and I'm like, no, not 24 hours of it. It's no. like I give a lot of credit for like um, Hallmark and like these other channels where they do 25 mm-hmm. days of Christmas because they're not showing the same movie over yeah. and over again. Which is fun. Which is amazing and, okay. that there are that many holiday movies. But then again, if you watch any of the Hallmark movies, you realize it's the same movie with different actors. Yeah. And yeah. what is the whole what is the the whole premise? Guys, if you're dating somebody or if you're engaged to somebody and they are going to go home to their hometown for the holidays, you do not let them. Because they're gonna <laughs> go in there and then there's going to be a blizzard and they won't be able to get out. And then they're going to end up decorating the town square and saving a hardware store and then meeting the person that they dumped in high school and realizing you are the person for me and you are going to be shit out of luck. Okay, so So right now we know Mike needs to write a holiday movie for us to make because, come on, Santa's Village over here, you Grinch. (laughs) Hey, I got Santa's Village in my garage. (laughs) Now... I actually have a few more uh, holiday movies on my on my list. So what you got? I've got VH1 last year put out a holiday movie, which is a little more Italian. It's pretty much a VH1 like celebrity like showcase, so to speak. It's um forget about Christmas, starring Justina Valentine, and it's her. I'm not putting- sure who that is. Um, she's on um, Wildin' Out with Nick Cannon. Uh, she's very funny. She's also a talented like musician. She basically goes and it's she put out the song "Forget About Christmas" or "Never Cared okay. About Christmas" is actually the the song is "Never Cared About Christmas," and the premise of the movie is she's going she's home. 
for the holiday and they're doing a special where she's showing a traditional Italian Christmas Eve where, you know, with the Feast of the Seven Fishes. All art bitch to make. Yeah, so it it's not... I can't say it's the best, but it is like a pure showcase from like talent from something like VH1 and MTV. There are cameos from because you can tell it's a it's based in New York and New Jersey pretty much because you've got one of the mob wives is in there, Renee Graziano, Vinny Guadagnino from Jersey Shore pops up for a cameo. So you've got a bunch of the people from pop culture in there so okay. i got i gotta give it it was it it's a it's not a bad movie it's actually kind of cute it's something that it's like you know especially if you don't know anything about the um feast of the seven fishes it gives you a little idea for what an italian christmas can look like now another one gotta go with an, a kind of a new one last year violent night that's the one with um, David Harbour. David Harbour. Yep. Yeah, I wanted to see it. I didn't. Oh, my God. You, I highly recommend you watch that for this Christmas. It gives a new take on Santa Claus. And not only does it give a new take on Santa Claus, John Leguizamo is amazing as the villain in this movie. And Santa, uh- Cla- and Santa Claus being, on, <laughs> being the hero... Come on. Okay. Uh, I gotta actually keep going. I, I just thought of one. I gotta, okay. I gotta look up the... um. Now, the another one. Now, you'll laugh at this one. Santa Slay. Starring Bill Goldberg. Murderous... <laughs> God, yeah. yeah. Murderous Santa Claus. You, I gotta tap into my horror roots a little bit with some of these. Because there are some fun holiday, like, slasher films. And Santa Slay is, it's in that category of so bad, it's good. Really? Is it though? Yes. Yes, it is. And another one on my list is Death Sember. Death Sember. It's the entire, it's a series of vignettes throughout the course leading to Christmas. And they're horror themed. One of my favorites, one of my favorite of the vignettes is actually stars Tiffany Seppis, who you're your close and personal friend. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that she is his close yeah. personal friend, Tiffany she, Seppis. Yeah, she is amazing in this because it's her coming into the store, trying to return something and acting like a pure Karen and her and the employee in the store start stabbing each other and like beating the shit out of each other. It's like at what I think like all because it's like looking for the receipt, fighting, the arguing, it shows like what the holiday season has kind of devolved into. Okay. Uh and, I just found the other one I was thinking. Oh go on. Go on. Okay. And one last one from me is Ernest Saves Christmas. Yes, Ernest. I wasn't thinking that one, but Mr. Worrell, yes, he saves Christmas. Yeah. I like in the commercial or the preview, <laughs> the uh, the the sleigh stops and like they're teetering, and he goes, "Nobody moves, nobody dies." Yep. But it, uh, my a, my one great classic Ernest movie. Oh, 
any any Ernest movie is a classic, except for um, the later ones. You know, they'll make Ernest, another one, Ernest the Pirate. Uh, there's Ernest Goes to Africa. Really? Yes. There they were doing some into the the nineties before he died. There's a bunch of them, like even I didn't realize. I, I know they were working on one, Ernest the Pirate. Yeah. That was one that never I don't think ever finished, but no, they didn't. He, he passed before we all, they finished. We all know like Ernest goes to camp, Ernest goes to mm-hmm. jail, Ernest saves Christmas. Scared, scared Ernest, stupid. Scared stupid. And then there are others where there's like Ernest goes to Africa and or I think Ernest goes to college. There's a there's a few of them that it's like after scared stupid and Christmas, you're kind of like you're a little earnest out. I got me some fresh Bulgarian miak. <laughs> <laughs> now, what what's the one you forgot that you've the, now the last one that ran it out is the Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. Oh yeah. Where he plays Santa Claus. And I saw the preview of this and I was like, I have to watch it. And I watched it and I laughed my ass off. <laughs> uh, my my favorite part is when they're when him and a kid are in the uh Dodge Charger or Challenger <laughs> and they go flying and like he's like ah because he stepped on the gas and the car yeah. just takes off. He got like the Hellcat package in it. <laughs> and he stepped on the cast and the car just takes off and he wasn't expecting it and the kid wasn't expecting it and he like can't control it and they go they they, they do like they go off the back of a of a truck and they they jump and you just see him in the air like ah! <laughs> and then they land and the car spins out and it lands in a perfect parking spot perfect parallel park because he's Santa Claus yeah the Christmas and Chronicles is he looks at he looks at the kid and the kid is like shitting a brick and he goes. Yeah, he goes, let's not tell Mrs. Claus about this one. <laughs> and I was like, Kurt Russell, you could do no wrong in my eyes beforehand. And this just cements the fact that you could do no wrong. Yeah, You can you could be one of Quentin Tarantino's crazy eights and still have it to pull off Santa Claus. Bravo to you, sir. Yeah, I, it. there's so many great Christmas and holiday movies out there. So remember, folks, let us know what yours are so we can all share in the enjoyment. And maybe you'll find one out of our recommendations that you didn't think of and can be part of your holiday tradition. Because I know my holiday tradition really is Ghostbusters 2 every New Year's Eve. Watching that one is just it's part of my tradition that I I've developed over the years. I know, Mike, you've got yours. I think other people would, like, let's share in it and share the enjoyment of the season by watching a movie with friends and family, even if it's something as classic and timeless as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Any of the Frosty frosty cartoons? Yeah. You know, any any of the Rankin-Bass. How can we forget this one? Christmas movie, Batman Returns. Ooh. You didn't like Batman Returns? I liked it up until the ending. When the penguins what, when came, the penguins with the missiles on their backs. That was when it got <laughs> stupid for me. I was okay. If you get rid of that, I'm okay with the entire movie. But it's the I pe- thought that was goofy, yes. But again, it was 
I, when did it come out? 91, 92? 91. It was like 91 because it was like two years after. I, I love the movie, but I feel like the best way to fix Batman Returns really was just when the Penguin loses and it's like he's discovered like his plot for Christmas, like... It it's like okay he's not gonna be the mayor he takes off and disappears like that should have been the it for him he's gone and then focus on Catwoman instead of we're gonna go and start doing penguins with missiles on their backs it was cute but it wasn't good it, okay it at least it you know it, over the years it's. I have a nostalgia look to it because I still love Michael Keaton as Batman, but this is just not one that I could sit there and like justify as much as Batman 89. I'm actually looking up the cast list of Batman Returns. Okay. And do you remember in the beginning sequence when the uh, the clowns are attacking and yep. you see a dog with a hand grenade in its mouth? Yep. You know they gave the dog a credit in the film? <laughs> it's a little looks like a Bijan Francais. Yeah, it is a Bijan Francais. The dog's name is Darla, and it's actually the same dog that was in uh Silence of the Lambs. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Good credits yeah, for the dog. Has, okay, Darla. The do, hey, Darla. Wikipedia says dog next to it just in case you know you can figure out what it was by looking at it. <laughs> 1975 to 1992 was a Bijan Frise, best known for her acting roles as Precious in the 91 thriller Silence of the Lambs, which earned the Big Five Academy Awards. Darla acted in several other films, including, including Batman Returns. Uh, she died at the age of 16 or 17, which is pretty good for a dog. Yep. Um, filmography. Let's just check out what Darla did and be jealous of a dog did more than we did. Yeah. Okay. She was the pink poodle in <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. She was Dottie in Coming to America. Okay. She was Queenie in The Burbs with Tom Hanks. Wow. This dog's had some great fucking credits. She was Precious in Silence of the Lambs. Okay. And she was Ratty Poodle in Batman Returns. <laughs> That was her filmography. I think the only thing that could make that better is if there was a toy of the dog. Yeah, the dog. I mean, a poodle with like a bomb in its mouth. It's like... Eh. No, not a poodle. A, Frisian, a Bichon Francais. Difference? Yeah, one is a small dog and one is a big dog. There's toy poodles. There's No, this, this is before toy poodles were invented. <laughs> or bread. Um, Whatever. Invented. Although I have been watching, there's a guy on TikTok and Instagram. Well, I think it's more like YouTube shorts. He's been doing like, there's a series I keep stumbling across. It's a guy, he's God and an angel, and they keep making different dog breeds. <laughs> so it's like discussing the different dog breeds. And he's also done videos where I got to I gotta find who this guy is to give him proper credit by the next episode but yeah he's it's like he'll do the different dogs reacting to a burglar breaking into the house i think i seen those yeah 
Yeah, my idiot dog, Bonnie, would run upstairs and hide, and Maggie would be like, rub my belly, you're the toy, rub my belly. <laughs> I think he's actually done that with a couple of them. I think he, there was one video where it was like, he's looking at the dog, and the dog just points at the money on the table. Yes, I saw that one. Yeah. It's right there. Yep, it's like, there. I think oh, he had wow. the Shih Tzu, like, just checking itself out and, and like, yep. watching, like, videos online about styling hair. <laughs> Speaking of styling... Swear to God, this is a true story. I'm studying to get my CDL. And I'm taking the CDL tests, practice yep. tests online. And, you know, general one of the questions on one of the general knowledge tests, you have to check your mirrors. And you have to adjust them, like on the front of the truck and everything else. Of course. And they're like, what do you what do you check for on when you check your mirrors? Do you check for, you know, you can see around the truck. Uh, do you check for stickers covering anything do you check for dirt and grime or do you check them to make sure your hair is good <laughs> i swear <laughs> to god that was one of the answers that was one of the i'm like are you really guys make it a you you know it's on a multiple choice test you've taken them all your life two two answers are just ridiculous but you have to make it that Fucking ridiculous. I mean, yes, I'm taking it to get my CDL so I can drive a garbage truck. But come on, guys. You know what, though? There's people got to answer that, too. There, there has to be someone who's stupid. actually answered to check my hair. Like <laughs> It would be even funnier if the guy who checked it is bald. Yeah. <laughs> I'm checking sure my hair to see where it went. I know, I'm checking my hair to see where it went. I'm a dipshit. Or as as my uncle would likes to say, you know, I got a hair transplant. It transplanted from the top of my head back to the to my ass. <laughs> uh, my uncle's a funny guy, uh, but no. So now we've covered a lot of holiday stuff, and I I want to just hit one last thing, just to leave us off on a fun and positive moment, if you will, Mike. Do you remember what your most favorite holiday gift has ever been? My most favorite holiday gift. Hmm. Uh, no. I mean, I've gotten a lot of gifts over the years. There's not one that just stands out in your mind as like, even as a kid, like that one gift that really just you made you like so happy. I would have to say one year I got the Voltron Lion set. But it wasn't the Matchbox one. I got the one where I got the big plastic one where the people fit inside of it, and it came with the little action figures. Oh, nice. I got that one year. Yeah, and I was over the moon. See, I have only thing. Go ahead. Only thing that was a little I, I really didn't understand. Each lion came with its own robeast, and the lion just towered over the robeast. <laughs> Yeah. So at times I would have to have Voltron fight my Transformers. 
You know, it's Optimus Prime versus Voltron. Superion versus the Blue Lion. Yeah, that, you know? that makes sense. Hey, you got it. Hey, you know what? It, it, I don't give a shit what anybody says. The 80s were a beautiful time because you had to fucking use your imagination. I think my favorite toy uh, had to be, I'm not sure if you remember these. Do you remember Starcom? Oh my god, yes. Yes, Starcom were these spaceships and they had these things that they called power deploy, which was spring-loaded. You press a button. I remember I had the bomber. You press a button on the back and the cargo bay opened. And each one had its own. And you press the button and it did different things. And what was cool, the, the, the figures were only like inch and a half, two inches tall. But they had magnets on their feet. And the ships had magnets where the other ships can land or the guys can go outside and you flip them around. They won't fall off. And my mother used to find all these little men all over the refrigerator <laughs> because I was like, Hey, they have to go here. They have to go there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. What about you? What was your favorite toy? Uh, see, I have two favorite gifts and they're not really toys. What are they? One is I got my leather jacket. You've seen me with my leather jacket plenty of times throughout the years. That was mm -hmm. actually like, I, I wanted a leather jacket like that for the longest time. And my mom was like, I'm not buying you a leather jacket for because, that you're going to outgrow. So it took me till I was already in college to get, but that meant so much to me getting that jacket that my mom went through all that trouble. Cause I never really asked for things. I, my right. grandmother as a kid used to give me a bunch of stuff, but I never really asked for things. I always knew my mom was on a budget and stuff, so I didn't ask for a ton of things. It was like, you get me whatever you get me, and I'll, I'm just happy with it. Mm -hmm. The other, you know, it's going to sound a little cheesy and stuff, but I will say that it this was something that just, it wasn't that it was my favorite gift so much as it was a favorite memorable moment for the holidays was my father and my stepmother coming back from Russia with my little brother and sister. Wow. Who, who thought you would have gone touching like that? Wow. I know, right? I have those moments. Not many, but he does have them. No. Mark it down your calendar. It, you know, my little sister who I've gotten close with over the years, because there is a big age gap, but how big is the age gap? Oh, <laughs> I was already in college and she was a, a, like a year old. So, oh, okay. so yeah, but no, it's like, and you've met my sister. No, I haven't. Yeah, you did. When? Medieval times. That was your sister? Yes. Not I didn't know that. Not Kristen. The one that showed up with her boyfriend afterwards. Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Yeah, that, okay. that's my sister. You wouldn't, if you, you see the two of us together, you wouldn't think that we're not related. But at the same time, we're really not. It's like blood related. No, it's like, but we look alike for some reason where it's like, you see a picture of the two of us together and you're thinking, oh, you know what? They do look like they're alike. Like they're, they're related. Maybe you're both the milkman's baby. You know what? I used to say 
that I wasn't my father's kid because my my grandmother used to order a ton of stuff from like Avon and the Home Shopping Network. So I used to say I was the UPS guy's kid. <laughs> now I was delivered by UPS. Pretty much. I mean, but now, uh, like, I hope they si- kept your receipts. Yeah. <laughs> but my my sister and I have become very close over the years, and yeah, you know, it the fact that she, they brought her home, her and my little brother home, and it was the holiday season, so. It, it's one of those things where it is a very memorable time. It was like 18. Cool. I was 18 because I remember walking around like a mall out in Jersey with like holding my little sister's hand and people like girls coming up to me and like, oh, my God, th- she's so cute. Is she yours? <laughs> Dude, you could have used that to your advantage. I tried. It's like, it's it, like walking around with a puppy. I tried, but unfortunately, it was Jersey. There's, it's a different, it's a different world. <laughs> that is true. Jersey is its own world. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, we, we say that being on Staten Island, where I'm not originally from this island, but I think you are, and this Thank island is a world upon itself. Oh, yes. And I have acclimated to that world and not in a good way. But the holiday season does give me every now and then a little time to reflect and stuff. So I want to thank you, Mike, for a wonderful year of podcasting. And yes, this is my one year anniversary. That's right. It's You've been here for a year. This is and you haven't killed me yet. Yet being the operative yet. word. But no, so I want to thank you. I want to thank all of the people who've been involved with the show. I want to thank Doug. I want to thank Jimmy. Jimmy. I want to thank my brother Jay. I want to have him back on when schedules permit because he is a blast and hopefully we'll have fixed the microphone issues now that we have better mics and everything and I can get him to actually talk into the microphone. It was a struggle with you, but I've learned how to train people to do it. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> offer a cookie afterwards, and hey, I I could be offered with sweets. I could be bribed with sweets. Just e- saying, exactly. So I, we want to thank all of you out there for listening. You guys have been great. Thank you for the support, and we are looking forward to seeing you in the new year. And we'll have plenty of surprises. I believe in the new year, I will have the footage put together from anime nyc and we'll be able to show that as a little bonus but in the meantime mike want to tell everybody how they can send you some holiday cheer okay you can send me holiday cheer and your holiday film list you can go to either my page at facebook under michael Schiavo. You can go to the Dragoon Slayer podcast page on Facebook, or you can go to the Instagram page for the Dragoon Slayer podcast. You can also find some stuff that I do on Hamster Pellet Productions on Instagram and Facebook. And how can they cash app you? Oh. <laughs> You're like, I'm if you thinking- guys want to cash app, I mean, I have Zell. If you want to do Zell, I can, you can reach me at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Dragoon spelled two O's, and I'll give you my information. If you really want to send me money, I won't say no. I mean, every little bit helps. I am poor, but hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, I, I had to, you know, 
it's the holiday season, you know, got to help Mike out. Yeah, everybody's hurting during the holidays. He's got dogs to feed. I have dogs to feed. I have cats they, to feed. And they are very cute dogs. Big dogs, cats. too. Yep. Those dogs might actually end up eating the cats if he doesn't get some holiday love. Um, now, you can find me, Blue Dragoon 13, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitch, and from Twitch Browsers. you can find the Discord page. Don't be doing that. Um, <laughs> you can find you can find video episodes of the Dragoon's Lair podcast at Blue Dragoon Thirteen on YouTube, and pretty much all my socials. Yeah, you know, eventually, um, you know, but you can also eventually they'll make their way on Pornhub. Yeah, but you can go and you can cash at me, Blue Dragoon Thirteen, if you are so inclined to help out the show and. Show us your love and support. We do appreciate all of you. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to Doug. He's been a super fan this year. So I want to give. Uh, I think he was our number one fan. And I say number one is in the first fan. Probably. So I do have to give him a special props. And I want to make sure everyone knows that Jimmy will be back. And you can make sure that you check out Jimmy's going to be on television. In the new year, I believe it's on Fox. The show yes. is We Are Family, starting on the 3rd of January. There's actually a uh, 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 Chinese version of that show. We Are Family. <laughs> no, that would be Henry's show. And I will have Henry on the show <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good, and that it works because he is his le- he, <laughs> he is, is Henry Lee. Um, yes. So uh, there there are a few people who could fuck with him like that, and I'm happy to say I'm one of them. Yep. So with <laughs> that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we want to leave you off with a different <sighs> sign off this year because I'm not going to end things off the way I normally would. So, Mike, you're going to be surprised at this one. Okay, it's, let me hear it. It's not the usual. It because I'm not telling you to go home this time. It's enjoy your time home for the holidays and just make sure you reach out and tell anyone that you care about and you haven't had a chance to send them some love, send them a happy holidays. Even if it's just a text message, Mm -hmm. they'll appreciate it because we're not alone for the holidays. You've got us. And we will welcome you back to the lair anytime. Yes. Yep. So happy holidays, folks. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you in the new year. Later. Peace.